In order for us to live by design and not by default, we must first learn how to embrace our failures by managing our mindset. To embrace your failures is to embrace self. To avoid failure is to deny self. That's why we must be forever learning because the quality of our thinking determines the quality of our life. And through formulating this, we will no longer allow people to benefit off our mental bondage, which means people will no longer benefit off what it is that you do not know. But in this season, people will begin to benefit from what it is that you do know. Let's get it. So there are some things I'm thinking about. Before I ask you this next question, I'm gonna share some things with you. So at one point in my life when I felt like I was failing, the reason why I help individuals learn how to embrace their failures by managing their mindset because I know what it's like to fail. At one point in my life, I felt like all that I was doing was failing. I shared with my wife at one point in my life, in one point of my failure, I didn't die in failure, but I was very close one story I shared with her, I said, if I knew my life was going to be like this, I would have never asked to marry you. I was at my lowest. And I told her that, and she got really emotional. I said, if I knew my life was going to be like this, I would have never proposed. I would have never asked to marry you. So at that moment, she's like, if you feel like that now, I can imagine what he's thinking. So I know what it's like to embrace failure. I know what it's like to avoid and deny failure. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the thing, when you embrace failure, you accept who you are in the midst of it all. But when you avoid failure, you deny who you are in the midst of your transition. And I said, if I quit on this marriage and I quit on my life, because I was suicidal at one point, that means I'm avoiding my wife and everything and every blessing that came with it just because I can't embrace the failure. I couldn't stand to look in the mirror. So to say all of that, I want to ask you, is there anything previously like maybe recently or now that is very challenging to you that has almost or that is a wanting to cause you to avoid failure to say, I can't do this. I almost want to quit. Yeah, you uh, I have a I have a a, a, lady, <laughs> a lady that I, I love. And uh it's long distance and I I I always said that I wouldn't do that. So I be in my mind a lot, right? Concerning it. Yeah. And I can say that I've been fearful of failing in this, right? Because mm -hmm. now, man, my mom, I'm vulnerable again. I ain't been yeah. vulnerable in a minute. Yeah, yes, because it hold, hold up. Now it's like to reject failure, be like, oh, I could just be, I could be good by myself. Yeah. I'm safe. I'm perfectly great by myself. But, and I, and I had, I had thought, I had doubts about it, but I'm willing to see where it's going to go. I'm willing to embrace my flaws, and to and if it fails, it fails. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, yeah. this point in time in my life right now, I'm I'm okay with failure, because it's like it doesn't take away from me as a man at all. That part. 
It doesn't take away from me as a man. Most men don't realize that. And most men need to hear that. Failure does not take away from who you are as a man. When you embrace it, it actually adds to who you are as a man. Because mm -hmm. when you accept failure, I mean, when you embrace failure, mm -hmm. you embrace who you are, flaws and all. And at that moment, you get to reflect and see what it is that you're doing wrong, or what it is that you have been taught and trained. Because all behavior stems from your belief system. So with that very moment right there, and just, I want you to stick right there, failure doesn't dictate who I am as a man. So Brandon, you can make a mistake today. That doesn't dictate who you are tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Just because you made a mistake, it don't make you less than a man. So you're not less than a barber, you're not less than a man, you're not less than an entrepreneur, none of that. Mm -hmm. And I, cause I'm, I'm honestly, I, I, I kind of, honestly, we kind of fail every day in some shape, form, or fashion. If we're on, drop, you call it dropping the ball. Yeah. Or we, or, or, or you can call that responding in the wrong way. Yeah. Go yep. back in my truck. I, did, I probably did that two weeks ago. Why did I say that? But see, the thing is, you can't stay there. You can't. Like we tend, we tend to be hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up, right? Yeah. We don't even give us ourselves grace. Yeah. To even forgive ourselves. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because once once you fail, you fail. You literally, you literally in that situation from however you responded. Yeah. Whatever you said, nah, you failed, bro. You mentioned something earlier. I mean, just now you said we don't have to stay there. It's one thing to embrace your failures, but it's another thing to live there. You don't have to live and soak up the moment as if that's all you are. Yeah. You're more than that. Like you said before, I'm more than a barber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You do a lot of things in this chair. And leading up to that, I want to ask you, BTB Grooming, uh, I want you to share with the world, man. What is BTB Grooming? What is it like for you? Like, share some experiences that people get when they're with you in the chair. Because I noticed when you're with people, you're always preparing them, you're always equipping them, you're always shaping and molding them. And when people get up from the chair, they also feel like, man, you know what, I've been sitting around with a therapist. You know, they say all barbers and beauticians are therapists, not licensed therapists, but they always equipping their clients with what they need. Why do you think people are so willing to open up to you as much? Because uh, my heart is to get black men first of all to realize their potential and purpose first of all oh uh, do we not realize it as much no we don't how important no. is mental health i want you tired of seeing ptv grooming and what you're doing and lead to tell me how important is mental health to the black men because that's simply what you're doing you're you're mentally engaging men to become great at what they do every single day when they're in this chair how do you do that? Like, even through all the things that you go through, you're equipping them, you're shaping them, you're molding them. What is it, like, what is it about your drive that makes you want to do that, even when you see that you sometimes don't want to accept it? Because I do it, I do it personally, right? My encouragement, a lot of times my encouragement comes from the place of hurt and frustration and failure. So, from hurt, frustration and failure in my personal life it's a lot of times I encourage myself right it's a lot of times I recollect on things that has brought me to a certain point and why do I feel like this because mentally I have allowed a toxic dysfunctional mindset to set in that's opposed to the things that that I know that I am you know mm. what I'm saying opposed to my purpose yeah opposed to my significance in life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, 
I'ma just keep real, I got a heart for the black man. Old and young, I got a heart for the black man. Black man matters to me because I see in society right now, man, the image of the black man is horrible, right? They look at us in such a horrible, we don't, we don't embrace, oh, okay, I'm intelligent in this. We don't embrace, oh, if, it, if it's not, we're rapping, playing sports, if we're not acting foolish or gangster, we're lame. We're lame. That's a lie, right? Because I believe in the black community, there's plenty of excellence, right? Excellence. We are black excellence. Excellence. But changing the narrative. Gotta change the narrative. So if I can bring my passion of cutting hair and just my life experiences and my healthy perspective of life now to a brother who's sitting in a chair, that means the world to me, right? Do you feel I, like you owe him that? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I had a lot of clients who tell me things that they've never told anyone else. They be like, man, you the first that I've told this to, right? And one thing I believe that's important before we give any advice, listen. Listen, we don't listen to each other, man. You know what I'm saying? I never want anybody to feel like, oh, he just want to say something, I want to listen. Sometimes it ain't always for you to say anything. And if you do say something, be careful of what you deliver to them. You gotta be careful, that's correct. Because what you can say can either hurt or harm that person in that moment. Yes, sir. Because they're being very vulnerable. Yes, sir. Speaking of vulnerable, I always say vulnerability is the new masculinity. And most people are like, whoa, vulnerability? Yes, vulnerability is courage. Mm. I respect the man who's vulnerable. I respect the man who's willing to step out there and share what's on his heart and what's on his mind in the midst of him feeling hurtful. Mm -hmm. Because if you do not do that, then you are avoiding bravery. Mm -hmm. So speaking about vulnerability, when I say vulnerability is the new masculinity, it's the things that I believe that we need to do as men that will open us up to be the best version of ourselves. What do you think when it comes to vulnerability? Some people think it's weak. I've heard men say they think it's feminine. I've heard men think it's this and think it's that. But when I openly explain it to them, you know what most men share with me and say? They say they never even researched the definition of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what it means. They just go off what we hear. Real men don't cry. Real men don't feel this, real men don't feel that. Tell me your perspective on vulnerability. Oh, vulnerability. When you're not, when you're not vulnerable, not willing to be uh, vulnerable, you, uh, you deny solutions. You deny help. Uh, deny this, solutions. Yeah, solutions. Say for example, like we can we can go back on what I said. I said I knew I had something in me, right? But being vulnerable, be like, could just be as simple as you know what, man? I don't know. I don't know. Be I don't real. Know how to do this? That's being vulnerable. It's a weakness. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have the. I know that I need to change, but I don't even know have the know-how to change. That's what I respect about you. You will come to me and you sit down and say, "Man, I need help with that." Yeah. You will say, "That's vulnerable." You will say, "I don't know what to do," or you ask me, "What should I do in this moment?" But I, I don't mind sitting there listening because I like how you're becoming more curious about your life and what you should do next and your next move and how to make the best decision because curiosity expands your mindset pertaining to what it is that you want to do in life and where you want to go for those that are not curious they sometimes remain stagnant because mm -hmm. they're complacent where they are mm -hmm. you don't think like that man something that's something that's oh i don't know what i've come you something that's challenged you whatever it is 
Now you're to the point, if B want to get something done, he's going to get it done. If he have a question, he's going to ask. If he needs to apologize, he's going to say, I'm sorry. Most black men don't do that, man. Mm -hmm. Most men are because it's not genuine. If it's not vulnerable, if it's not transparent, it's not genuine. It's not genuine. A lot, a lot of us black men, we're scared to be vulnerable because we're scared of being hurt. Or if I'm vulnerable around this this dude, will he take this information that I told him yeah. and use it as a weapon against me? Yeah. So man, this this layer of things why us as black men we're not vulnerable. It could be layer of things, but I'm telling you right now, being and now you might wanna you might wanna watch who you vulnerable around because everybody ain't good for you. There you go. It's one thing to be vulnerable, but you got to be very careful because everybody don't deserve that type of moment. Yes, sir. Is there is there ever been a time where you had to share your feelings with another person that you cared about while being vulnerable at the same time and not knowing how that was going to end up? I would say this is a funny story, right? This is with my ex, right? You know, so since years ago, I had a I had a chest pain in my uh, chest, right? Yeah. And you know, first thing we think of, man, I don't want no heart attack. You know what I'm saying? It could mm -hmm. be gas or anything. And you know, I felt vulnerable. I was I was kind of scared. And I told my ex, I said, uh, I said, man, my chest is hurt. My chest is hurt. She said, you acting like a wuss. I said, oh, man, that hurt me. Mm. So initially how that made me feel like I could be having so much pain in me, but I'll never tell you again. You think that it sometimes prevent a lot of men from even sharing it with anybody else yeah, because they don't want to be called a wuss twice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's hurtful, though, because in society, even the, even the woman thinks that if a man is vulnerable, he's weak. Oh, yeah, I am weak. I'm having a weak moment because I'm human. All humans, I believe all humans have some sense yeah, of being yeah, yeah, frail. Yeah, We're yeah. all frail. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? The hardest cat is frail. Yeah. In some shape, form, or fashion. You you pick the right spot, you frail in that area. Yeah. You're sensitive. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We all have that. So area. I don't I don't I don't think that's fair at all. Like I said, that don't take away from me being a man though. Human. Why is it that you believe when it comes to being vulnerable in mental health as a black man? This is what I don't like when I ask you, I don't like, I don't like how even us as blacks, we will look at somebody else and say what they're doing is smart, but when we do it, it's weak. When they do it, it's good revelation. When we do it, it's dumb. So when they go to therapy, when they go to therapy, they're getting what we need. When we go to therapy, we're weak, we're stupid. We're uh, yeah, you get, it don't take all it don't that. take all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it that, it's almost like I've noticed that it seems as if Sometimes us as black men, we're not willing to embrace our culture the same way we embrace everybody else's culture. Yeah. I said before that you hear a lot of black people say, man, I'm half this, I'm half that. You quick to want to embrace somebody else's culture. But you don't catch many people saying I'm half black. <laughs> you hear a lot of people saying they black, who's black who say they have this. We're quick to want to embrace everybody else, but I start asking other black men, and they were honest. I said, why is it that we don't embrace our culture? who we are mm -hmm. it's almost like some of us some of us we embrace our culture and some of us embrace our own pigmentation in our own skin in our own body who we are as a person individually but when we come together collectively we sometimes don't like it what are some of the things that you think that we see in our own culture in our own community 
that kind of separates us from one another. That we're quick to want to cling to everybody else, but we don't want to cling to each other unless we're in a club, unless it's time to fight, unless it's time to be on the stage. But when it comes to having real dialogue and real talk, we kind of want to separate ourselves from one another. Because <laughs> we don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> That's your we can eat our way through situations. We can party our way through situations. Drink our way through but situations. Nah, but when it's eye to eye, let's talk about the root. Let's talk about the issue. We don't want to do it. And I don't know why. And I really know it's puzzling to me. Um, but even even in the clubs or whatever, even in our surroundings, I know this. It's self-hate too. Self-hate. We don't love each other. A lot of us because we don't love ourselves, you think? Yeah, it stems from that first of all. Mm -hmm. Because you can't tell me anybody who truly loves themselves will mean they are the next brother any home. Yeah, that bad. Mm -hmm. You hate him mm -hmm. that much. Mm -hmm. You can't possibly love yourself. You see, you see, say for example, them shoes. I said I like them shoes. I told y'all vocalized. Yeah. And some other people you might uh, another brother might see him, know he like him. But won't I'm say not nothing. Give him that compliment. I'm not gonna give him that compliment. As if that would take away from who you are. When it simply adds mm -hmm. to who you are. Mm -hmm. I think us as black men, I believe us as black men need to start showing the world by changing the narrative of who we are, by becoming the best version of ourselves because that would allow the world to see what we really bring to the table. Right now, the world sees a lot of things that we don't want them to see. And they look at every black man and they say, that's who he is, that's who he is, that's who he is. And that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be labeled something because of what everybody see consistently on TV yeah. or what they hear in the music. Yeah. Especially when we all have changed our lives and changed our mindset. And I truly believe changing the narrative of who we are by embracing our failures, being open to being vulnerable, which is having the courage, being brave, and learning how to live by design and not by default, it will eventually change the narrative on how the world view us. And I truly believe so many black men would love and respect one another if we weren't so busy competing, comparing, and complaining. If we can at least remove some of those things, mm -hmm. it will allow us to embrace each other more so than when we see each other, we'll be like, hey man, dude, good dude, man. I like him, that's my dog, man. He's genuine, he's down to earth, he's relatable. He's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So when I look at you and I say Brandon's vulnerable, I don't look at it and say Brandon's weak. I look at Brandon as a man that I can come to, open up, share my thoughts, opinions, nasty, evil ways or whatever. And he's open with me, he's transparent with me. But like you said, the key thing is, are you going to listen to me? Are you gonna take time to really hear what I got to say? Or are you waiting to respond just to talk at me instead of speaking to my spirit? the very thing that happens to me the most. What is one thing that you want to share with the world? What is something that you want to share with people pertaining to living by design or learning how to embrace your face? Anyone you want to choose? What's that one thing that you want to share? You're always talking about perseverance, committed. Could we say I committed and persevere on your arm? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're all about that. BTP grooming is always prepping, equipping people to be the best version of themselves in the chair. What is something man, that you want to share with the people that you see that hurts you a lot? when you see it in us as black men, that if I can help be a piece of the puzzle right here, and if we all come together collectively, I promise this won't last. 
the pain, the killing, whatever it is that we're doing, what's that one thing that you see that you want to play a role in or that you believe that we all can play a role in? Mm. I would say this. I believe if we could accept one another wherever we are at this specific time, right? I like that. Accepting each other where we are at this specific time, but allowing allowing love to be common ground, right? Allowing like, brother, you got my best interests at heart to be common ground. Oh, what I see, what I see that hurts me is that we don't even give each other a chance, man. We don't even give each other a chance. We don't even give each other a chance, man. Um, and I done seen it, man. You could not know me. She looked me up and down, and your face is disgruntled as if you know me. It's almost like we off top look at each other as the enemy. As the enemy. As soon as I see you, mm -hmm. you're an enemy. Yeah, you don't know a thing about me, man. And that's so hurtful to our community, yeah. man. Yeah. They say every black man died twice, mentally and physically. Yes, sir. It's sad, and it's saddening to the, our community and the culture that we wake up with the death of a black man in our mind every day. Yeah. I asked men that were around me one time, and I said, if you think about a man cheat, if you think about a man trying to take your girl, what does he look like? They said, black. I said, if you picture killing somebody in your sleep, what does he look like? They say, black. I said, if you picture somebody robbing you, are trying to steal from you in your house. Black. I said, what do you look like? They say, black. Yes. I said, we wake up with the death of image of a black man. It seems almost as if we have been conditioned yes, sir. to hate one another. Yes, sir. To think each of us are always wanting to hurt and harm one another. Yes, sir. So I have this thing, and I think you mentioned it before, I have this thing that when I see black men, I show some love. What's going on, my brother? I smile, you good, man, you good? And I compliment him off top, because I know the average black man is not giving are not receiving what it is I'm giving off. Mm -hmm. And I want to change the narrative by doing things that every black man don't do that I believe I know we have in us to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are gifted, man. Yes, we're gifted, we're yes, anointed. Yes, sir. We have so many talents. Yes, sir. But sometimes we hide behind all of those things that we're doing that's affecting the narrative of who we are as a black man instead of just coming into that person. Like, can we imagine what it's like to actually step into the realm and become who you are? to actually become Brandon Harrison? Yes, like, look who you have become. You have lost over 100 pounds. You're an entrepreneur. Yes, You're changing the narrative of who you are as a black man. People are viewing people differently yes, sir. because of you and how you operate, how you think, what you read, yes, sir. the classes that you take, yes, sir. the energy that you bring to the table. Yes, sir. People see that. People feed off that. People yearn for that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you do to keep that momentum? What do I do to keep my momentum? What do you do to keep that momentum? I'm not done. You're not, I'm not done. done. I'm not done. I will be doing this for the rest of my life. There's no ending to this. And I love what I'm doing. I love investing in me now. I love becoming a better me every day because I realize every day I wake up there's something to be fixed, there's something to work on. And then like I said though, I want to be impactful to others. Impact over popularity. Popularity, impact over popularity. That's it. That's all. No, no, no Gucci, no Louis Vuitton, impact. no stunt. No. So we ain't gotta wear all that to impress nobody, right? No, no, no. I ain't gotta show up to the table or to the barbecue with none of that to kind of fit That's in. really corny. That's really corny. Cause you depending on a label to define you. Now, who are you though? You're unique. You're the design. Who are you? You know what I want you to do. 
I want you to look into the camera and tell every black man that's listening who you believe that they are. Just like you said, you're unique, you're the designer. Like we depend on a label. I want you to speak to the camera, speak to their hearts, speak to their souls, man. And take this moment to actually be vulnerable with them, transparent with them. Because there's a black man that's listening. He's this close to want to commit suicide and giving up. And it's another man that's close to looking at the label more than he is looking at himself. What would you share with those individuals? Ah, man, we're all flawed. We've all failed. We've all feared. But at the end of the day, just know this, that young man, young woman even, that's this close to suicide, just think of it like this, you quit. You quit. So I, I encourage you to continue on. I encourage you that life happens. But at the same time, don't allow your fears to define you or to kill your dream in a moment. Thanks for tuning in with MMA, Men's Mental Awareness, where we help change the narrative on how we're viewed as black men, living by design and not by default. But most importantly, learning how to embrace our failures by managing our mindset. Thank you, BTB crew, my guy. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, bro. What's that? Yes, sir. How you doing? It takes courage to embrace who you are. It takes courage to keep living. But that's why we have to change the narrative of who we are and how we are viewed as men. That's why I truly believe that information is currency. Information will change our situation. Remember to train the mind. We have to fill it with new and valuable information daily. We cannot create a new reality with the same old personality. That's insanity. Every single day, we need to rehearse to ourselves that I don't follow my day. My day follows me. Thanks for tuning in with your boy, Coach Rick. Please subscribe. Let's do life together. Let's get it.